ladies and gentlemen. Pay attention. This is your boy, the coach from the WWE. I would like to welcome you to the very first wrestling podcast in the world to take you on a weekly deep dive into classic matches along with legends of the squared circle. Enjoy the discussion. Enjoy the back and forth. There's so much to get into. Ladies and gentlemen, this is The Payoff. All right, it's Hardcore Heaven 1999, and we are here to cover one of the legendary ECW feuds. It's R-B-D and Jerry Lynn. Man, I am pumped for this one. I'm Tom. Jeff, my co-host, how the hell are you doing this week, buddy? Gotta, gotta love some ECW. We're uh, going back to it. We've taken uh, a couple weeks off now from uh, talking ECW, so it was about time we rolled back around to it. So this should be a good one. I'm pumped, dude. I'm pumped. So uh, as always, let's take care of a little bit of business. We're at Payoff Pod on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. That's at Payoff Pod. Make sure to let us know what matches you want us to cover. Spread the word, share, like, retweet, all that fun stuff. That's how we are able to get exposed to some new ears and uh, continue to grow the show. So we certainly appreciate that. Uh, Jeff, any other housekeeping or notes that you need to cover before we get into this one? No, it's just good stuff. As always, you know, we've got a whole bunch of episodes that uh, you can go back, listen to. We're coming up on our uh, 50th anniversary here uh, episode. So uh, definitely go back. Lots of stuff for people to listen to. So uh, make sure to check all that stuff out. Do you know what match we're going to do for number 50? I, you know, I, we realized it the other day and you and I were talking about it and we've got some potentials. You know, we'll have to, we'll kind of have to see what uh, if guests take us somewhere or, you know, what, uh, what is worth it for, you know, number 50. It's, it's gotta be a big one though. I know it's creeping up on us, man. I, I feel, I feel pressure because I feel like we've covered uh, certainly some of my favorite matches and your favorite matches, but I don't know. We're going to come up with something pretty awesome. So um, let's, let's get into some business here. RVD, Jerry Lynn, why did you want to cover this one? Yeah, this is one again. Um, it's good to kind of have some new players uh, for us. You know, Jerry Lynn, someone that we haven't talked about before. Um, you know, RVD, a couple matches for his, but um, good to see some new names, kind of some faces, things like that. And so that's why I'm kind of excited about that. I know you're the uh, the ECW mark out of us, but uh, it's exciting for me because this is one like we do a lot of times. I have not, other than the kind of write ups, I have not watched this match, and so um, first time for me. So this should be good yeah i remember watching this this show live i mean gosh it was what were we were over 20 years ago so I, I can't say that i vividly remember it but i remember this match being awesome so i'm pumped to cover it uh, you know this is one of those that you know typically it's going to be on your top five or top 10 ecw match of all time list so uh, it's it's going to be a classic i'm excited to cover the feud i'm excited to cover everything going on in the business uh this is going to be a really fun one. So I say we get right into the build. Oh, it's time for the build. Hardcore heaven, 1999, May 16th, Poughkeepsie, New York. We're in the mid Hudson civic center, about 2,800 in attendance. So just one of those typical ECW crowds, a couple thousand people and, Jeff, the idea of fans in the audience at a wrestling show, 
man, it just makes my heart worm. <laughs> just, right. it, Absolutely. After all the, after all the cinematic uh, office building, empty arena matches that graveyard matches that we've watched, my goodness, it's just nice to see some, some rabid fans uh, in the crowd and, 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 nothing like an ECW crowd. So some, some good old fashioned wrestling. Yeah. Yeah. So let's, let's go through this card. Uh, it was a transition time for ECW, you know, some big stars had had jumped ship, uh, as always, you know, this, <laughs> they go into these cards with four or five matches. Some of them would happen. Some wouldn't happen. I, I just, I imagine just throughout ECW's run, it was probably just absolute craziness uh, of trying to get these matches going. I mean, you had everything, man. You had guys that wanted more money, guys whose checks had bounced, guys who weren't in the condition they needed to be in to perform physically. Guys wouldn't show up. I mean, it was just the wild, wild west. So uh, this show kicks off with Taz, who's your ECW World Heavyweight Champion, squashing Chris Candido along with Tammy Lynn Sitch, otherwise known as Sonny, in a minute and 10 seconds. The reason for the squash is because Chris Candido is headed out to WCW. I want to talk more about that during the match, but we have a lot to cover, so we won't talk too much about that, but that's some of the craziness that's going on. Then we had the Dudley Boys, your ECW World Tag Team Champions. They're going to defeat Balls Mahoney, Spike Dudley, seven minutes. Then we get Super Crazy and Taka Michinuku. Um, Super Crazy would win that. Tajiri defeats Little Guido, 11 minutes. Lance Storm defeating Tommy Dreamer, um, 13 minute match. Storm was accompanied by Don Marie, who I thought she was really good. I thought that was a great tandem. And then who doesn't love Francine, who's a, a friend of the payoff. Uh, then we had the match we're going to cover. Uh, RVD was coming into the show as the ECW world television champion. Following that, we get Sid Vicious coming out for a surprise. Um, beat up just incredible along with Jason and Jazz. Uh, no contest there, but two-minute match. And then finally, we get another ECW World Heavyweight title match because uh, Heyman wanted to give the fans something more. Uh, on pay-per-view, people are spending 30 bucks for this show. So we got Taz again defeating Bubba Ray Dudley in a brutal Falls Count Anywhere match. So wild show, a lot going on. Uh, Candido's headed to WCW. Jeff, do you and, and I and I really don't know the answer to this, and I and I should have looked it up. But did Sonny ever appear in WCW? Because you know what I was reading in the sheets was Candido and Sonny are out of here. But I don't remember her ever being in WCW. I don't either. Um, I'm sure there was like a small period there. I'm kind of looking here. Um, yeah, if you can find anything, I, I'm really curious about things. I certainly didn't remember. Um, but you know, so as you're as you're looking for that, you know, I was curious about that. Um, man, what a crazy time of the business. The, the following week, we were going to lose Owen Hart. So that's going on this same month because um, they you know, WWF would have their pay per view, and, and that's when that tragedy happened. Um, overall an average ECW pay-per-view, but to me, man, I'll take an average ECW pay-per-view over a good WCW or good WWF uh, pay-per-view during this era. Cause I just felt like no matter what, they always brought it for pay-per-views. They always did some crazy shit. They always had the best possible matches they could. I mean, they always went balls to the wall and you feel, I mean, 
how many WCW and WWF pay-per-views have you watched over the years still to this day where eh, it was okay, but there's nothing memorable that happened. A couple months later, you don't even remember the show occurred. So these ECW pay-per-views, the other thing that I think is interesting about them is I think they're a lot easier to sit down and watch for two and a half hours than your average WCW or WWF pay-per-view during this era. Because again, everything was balls to the wall. And, you know, critics would say, oh, well, they didn't build anything and there wasn't as much psychology. That being said, if you sit down for two and a half hours and watch one of these shows, it was pretty awesome. Also yeah. during this, oh, God, God. I was going to say, she was very briefly in WCW. It looks like just a couple of months. Okay. Um, but they both weren't in WCW for very long. So I think that was part of it, too. So it was like a very brief stint in 2000s. Um, it, it doesn't really say why. Like me doing a quick search of stuff. I'm sure there's more out there, but um, yeah, not very long. So a couple other things just going on at this time, and then I'm going to kick it over to you to talk about the storyline. Uh, ECW is getting <laughs> one of two things they're afraid is going to happen. Either ECW is going out of business, which where have we heard that story before? Or <laughs> um, ECW is going to get a TV deal with TNN who has 72 million subscribers, right? Like, so one of two things is going to happen. There's also talks of a claim in a video game, which begs the question, and you know, maybe this is something we'll <laughs> talk about during the match or another time, but I got to think, and, and God knows Paul Heyman's great at what Paul Heyman's great at, but if ECW during this era just would have had a general manager, a COO, someone that understood business and could say, I'm going to get great licensing deals. I'm going to get the video game. I'm going to get us on TV. Oh my, I, I, I think they'd still be around. They really do. But, you know, it, Paul Heyman was good at what he was good at, but there's a lot of things that he sucked at and the operations and the finances and the licensing deals and the TV deals and working with the network executives at that stage of his life and career wasn't his strong suit. Um, mm -hmm. He's 20 years older now. It's a different situation. So anyways, you know, just, a, just crazy to think about. Now here's another one. Okay. Nitro was off the air for a week. So over in WWF land, they, do, they did a 8.1 rating for Raw, and it peaked at a 9.2 for a six-man tag. Are you kidding me with those numbers? Now, I don't know how cable ratings work then versus now. I, it may not be that there were four times more people watching Raw than do now. I don't know, but it's a, still a hell of a lot of people, a number that we sure as hell don't see now, and it just makes you realize, man, Either A, wrestling was a hell of a lot popular back then, or B, people consume information a lot differently. Because, Jeff, you still see a lot of times, like, and, and, and maybe some of it's bullshit, but like WWE will be like, yeah, uh, our WrestleMania highlights on YouTube, they were watched like a billion times. So it begs the question, are people still like into wrestling and still following it, but they just don't tune in because it's like, you know, eight hours of programming a week, you know, I don't know, but it's just crazy to see those numbers. Only other thing I had a little bit of gossip for you. Um, right around this time, Steve Austin was getting device, divorced from his ex-wife, Jeannie Williams. Um, obviously he'd end up with McMichael, then he'd get, I mean, yeah, it was just 
lot of lot of romance in Steve Austin's life during this. And as he likes to say, he was running hard and wasn't always making the best decisions at this time. But his personal life is crazy, but he's out there, biggest star in the world. Of course, he's dealing with some injuries at this time. So as always, I feel like when we cover anything in the 90s, just a crazy-ass time in the wrestling business. That's all I got for you, Jeff. Yeah, good stuff. And so um, a lot happening um, with this one, you know, just kind of people involved and things like that. So um, you actually had, um, you know, Jerry Lynn, he actually left WCW to come over to ECW. Um, he was actually came out as really a fan favorite. It was actually the uh, As Good As It Gets event. Uh, it was the, it, at the ECW arena. That was September of, uh, yeah, September of 1997. So just a couple of years before this one. Um, but immediately his actually his first feud was actually with just incredible um the two of them kind of going at it and um it was actually hey, hey, real quick side note for you it took me way more time and years to realize just incredible was a play on words than i care to admit by the way that you know what i'm glad you, you took years, ownership of that and years. that's important yep so uh, but it was interesting because they were actually both debuting that night so just kind of interesting how that played out so um the two of them though kind of had some back and forth um you know going you know over the next couple of months uh and then you know you know year and then uh Jerilyn also had some stuff going on with lance storm so just a, a couple different um feuds here he actually had one with mikey whipwreck too but whipwreck left. And so, um, that was kind of cut short. So just kind of interesting stuff here. So, um, but once he kind of quit feuding with Lance storm, uh, he started taking on Rob Van Dam. The first time he fought him, it was at living dangerously March, 1999. So just a little bit before this for that world television championship. Um, we had this one, it actually, um, he won the title in this one, but it was, it was kind of, it was gimmicky. It was weird. The, the time limit expired. And so uh, in the match, and so um, he was awarded the title, but um, he, Jerry Lynn asked for an extension. This is a, would be a good match for us to kind of go back and kind of check out. He ended up losing after the extension of the match with a, after a frog splash from RVD. And so, um, you know, just kind of weird, but then he started kind of, uh, and we'll see some signs. And of course, if you're an ECW fan, you know, um, you know, Rob Van Dan's nickname, the whole FN show, but you had Jerry Lynn going as the new FN show. So you had a little bit of back and forth here between the two of them. So not only were they already having some matches, but there was some kind of, you know, jabbing back and forth with the, you know, kind of what they were doing and kind of what was going on. And so, um, Hey, let me ask you this. Are you a time limit guy? You like it? Do you not like it? Yeah, I really like it. I think me it's too. good. Um, I think it's something that like at WWE just doesn't do it. And what, so it, it, it adds another element to the match. So I'm watching a match and it's like, okay, well, I mean, there, there's to me, if there's realism to it, it adds another element. So the realism is, hey, okay, um, Raw's going off the air in 20 minutes. Hey, this is a 15-minute time limit. Okay, that makes sense, right? And like, So I think it's just not, hey, everything always ends before a commercial break and everything always ends on pay-per-view. So I like that, okay? And the second thing is it gives you an out. So it's, okay, a po- or, you know, person A is going to win, person B is going to win, or, you know, we can go to this time limit draw without having to do some bullshit DQ finish. So you could be like, hey, you know, um, I, here's a great example. Do you remember that 
feud with, was, I think it was AJ Styles and Samoa Joe, where they had a great match and then they had some bullshit finish. Do you remember uh, that? It was on pay-per-view maybe like two years ago. I think it was kinda. at SummerSlam maybe. Okay. And I think, I think that was one where his wife was involved. I, I, anyways. Oh, my yeah, point, yeah, yeah, yeah. My I'll point be, being yeah. is that yeah. these guys have a great match and then it was some bullshit like count out finish. Why not just say it beat the shit out of each other for 20 minutes. They hit a time limit draw. Okay. Now what do we do? Now we go to the 30 minute Ironman match. Now we have a no time limit. match. I just something other than that. Yeah, that's just my my, my two cents. AEW's doing it, right? AEW's doing it. New Japan's done it forever. So and WCW um, used to do it. You know, you you know what it comes down to. Vince probably hates them. Well, and I, you know, I figure the the TV time, it's all you know allocated and this, that, and the other. So yeah, but um, so you had this where they a little bit back and forth, but then they were actually both injured for a little bit, but then when um. Jerry Lynn came back. This is when he challenged RVD for the title. So, you know, a continuous feud kind of kept happening. Um, like you said, we'll talk a little bit about what happened after this and things like that, of course, in the aftermath. But nice little build on this one. They, they had some rationale for why it was happening, the kind of two guys going at it back and forth. So um, interesting how it played out. That's all you got? That's it, man. Simple okay. stuff. Get Dude, right into it, you know? Yeah, this, yeah it, it was interesting because this, this feud was never, and you probably say about a lot of ECW, this was not like Raven and Tommy Dreamer, right? This wasn't like Taz and Sabu where there's like this deep, long build. It was more of, hey, you know, one guy's great athlete, great wrestler. The other guy's the same. You know, it's almost like these guys are looking at the mirror at each other and they're just going to have these kick-ass matches. And I... I this didn't need much. And you'll, I mean, you know, fans went nuts. I mean, they're all standing up as we're about to start this match, but this is just one where it just didn't need a whole hell of a lot. You knew you were getting RVD and Jerry Lynn and that's all. <laughs> and it, there's yep. nothing wrong with that. Right. I mean, it was, it was, it was pretty cool. So uh, if you want to watch along with us, we are at the one hour and 22 minute mark of hardcore heaven, 1999. Again, that's the one hour and 22 minute of Hardcore Heaven, 1999. So, Jeff, let's jump right into the payoff. Oh, it's time for the payoff. All right, here we go, dude. We've got RBD in the ring here. Got the TV title. Everyone's standing. Jerry Lynn's already in there. Rob Van Dam. I love it, dude. Those ECW banners where they'd have the pay-per-view, it was simple but effective. It was interesting how they had the branded ring, even though they were the ones that were like, you know, in the shitty venues and didn't have as much money. But they always had like the branded rings, the pay-per-view. I love those banners. This one's cool because they have the, uh, the old WCW walkway, which, which I thought was pretty awesome. Ah, man, I just, you know me. I love, I love ECW. I love this we, shit. I can, I can watch this been, entire pay-per-view straight through. We've both been a fan of the, this, uh, walkway. Um, it's one of those that, you know, we think it, it adds a little bit, which is just nice. Yeah. It's great. Absolutely great. So I, yeah, I, I just love it. Everyone's standing man, right on top of each other. So 
What do you want to talk about first as we're uh, getting ready for introductions here? Well, I know you had a few things on your list, so I'll kind of, uh, I'll let you, I'll kind of throw it to you first, actually. So we did, what did we find out? Sonny made a couple WC or a couple WCW appearances, I guess. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Just a couple. And we'll have to find that. So um, it, this is probably a, a little, little too steamy for our audience. So we don't have to get into the gory details, but have you ever heard the, uh, the, the, the story about Sonny and uh, Sean Michaels heading off to Jamaica together. I've not heard this story. No. Oh my God. It was on like a Sonny shoot interview or something. I don't know. Um, but it's, it's just find it on the internet. I'm not, <laughs> right. I, I don't, I don't need to talk anymore about it, but, but speaking of our friend Sonny here real quick, while we're still waiting for the match to start, um, our girl's killing it on only fans from what I, from what I've gathered. Yeah. You and I did the math a little bit to kind of figure out how much she's making. And, uh, she is, uh, doing just fine. I'm sure. So she yeah. probably hadn't had a steady paycheck in like 10 or 15 years in and out of jail, a uh, bunch of DUIs and somehow in her mid forties, maybe she starts posting lingerie pictures. Nothing, nothing more than that from, from what I gathered. Um, and she's got a lot of subscribers. I mean, what, so here's the question, right? What's the average age of the subscribers? They're all, they've, they've all got to be like guys our age or maybe in their forties that just, you know, thought she was hot back yeah. in like the mid nineties. Right. I'm sure the mean age, like there's no way like some like 30. Yeah, yeah. There's no way some like 19 year old kids like joining her, like only fans for 30 bucks. It's like his mom's age. Right. I don't think they would know who she was. Yeah, she I don't just think ha- so either. She, she hasn't been around. You know, like, the other thing, and we're, we're getting started this match here, the, the only other thing I'll say about that is um, in terms of Chris Candido, I, I didn't realize he, he didn't die of drugs or anything. Like, he was squeaky clean. He just had a blood clot that I think, like, acted up on a flight. He was just a sudden death. Like, it was pure ba- – I mean, you know, it may have been wrestling-related, but it wasn't, like, drugs or alcohol or anything else. I didn't remember that at all. I felt horrible when I heard that. Um, yeah, that was uh, interesting, too, here. And I don't know if this is just – like, I've seen him. Jerry Lynn looks very little. Well, Is it just yeah. me, or what are your thoughts on, like – no, he's, I mean, he's a, he's a smaller guy. I mean, why he, this, this is, I mean, look at him and keep in mind too. Like he looks smaller in the ring. Look up his, look up his size. Look up how tall he is. But I mean, remember this ECW ring, the rope height might have been the same, but the ring in general is smaller. So for him to look small in there, he's probably a pretty small guy. I mean, the referee's towering over him. Jim Molino, I believe is the referee's name. Of course, he's, I might be wrong. He's billed at 5'11". Uh, he ain't finally he's 5'11". Um, and RVD, I think, I think I'm taller than RVD. RVD, you and I both, RVD's uh, build at six. And I'll tell you, yeah, that's probably about right. Uh, RV, yeah, and RVD's taller. Yeah, Jerry Lynn's probably about 5'8. So RVD's one of those guys, if you do like an appearance, you know, and he's charges what, like 20, 30 bucks, dude, he'll sit there and bullshit with you. He'll film a video with you. Like, just awesome, awesome dude. He's one of the really good guys in the wrestling business because there's plenty that aren't, right? And they don't. Him and uh, Rhino, both Michigan guys like me. Uh, Bat- which is Battle nice. Creek, Michigan. And then where's uh, Rhino from? I forget. Um, Dearborn? He's, yeah. It, um, it's it's escape. I'm looking it up real quick. But I still see. Look at this I, God, that's awesome. 
It says it's staying Detroit. Um, okay. Uh, but yeah, he was. Um, fans yeah, stand, it, look at the fans stand. They just love this shit. They just love the two of these guys. You know, again, less is more. They barely touch. They're doing just a bunch of, you know, just kind of wrestling moves, right? I mean, they're just back and forth, back and forth, but the fans love it. The pacing's great. Like, this is just great psychology. You know, people forget that too. You know, I think a lot of ignorant people think, oh, ECW was cheese graters and shopping carts and balcony dives and yes, yes, and yes. But it was always some great wrestling. I mean, you had Tajiri, you had Super Crazy, you had RVD, you had Jerry Lynn. I mean, these guys could just flat out wrestle. I mean, you had the Benoits and Guerreros and Malenkos go through here and Jericho. And, uh, you know, I mean, a lot of these guys can, can go. Yeah, and they're really very slow. I'm not even going to say slow paced. They're not even like they haven't wrestled in about a minute here. Um, just because playing to the crowd, Rob Van Dam is and kind of, you know, doing the RVD and all that other stuff. And so, um, yeah, you're right. They're not jumping off the balconies or anything right now. Just very methodical, really. Like, you know, it just neither of them really even sweating yet. We're a couple, you know, at least probably about five minutes into this one. So I mentioned that Sid was on after this. It was funny. Keller wrote, uh, Sid never sells, never does jobs, and thus never draws money against any opponents. He's the classic case for a wrestler who's over with the live crowds but never shows enough vulnerability to actually be one half of a compelling money-drawing feud. Ah, I mean, did Sid, like, stiff him on an interview or something? I, I got to disagree with that one. I mean, I'm not saying Sid was the greatest of all time. Obviously, he flaked out and stuff and wasn't the greatest guy behind the scenes, but had a pretty good feud with Shawn Michaels, main event at a WrestleMania against The Undertaker, was a world champion, I believe, on multiple occasions, main event at a number of pay-per-views. You know, I mean, I wouldn't completely bash the guy. And I mean, I, I just always laugh, too, when these, when these you know, journalists – when they are like, oh, yeah, well, this guy's super over with the fans, but he sucks as a wrestler. Well, yeah. But isn't that, like, the most important thing? It's like saying, oh, yeah, Tom Brady threw 50 touchdowns, but, yeah, the guy sucks. Well, I mean, that, that's the point of wrestling. This is the entertainment business. I will, uh, for whatever reason, like, I've just never been a huge fan of Sid. I will forever associate him with that picture of his leg just hanging. I never, so, so I have a thing where I refuse to watch – those things. Once in my life, I witnessed it. I was at a Pittsburgh Pirate game. Guy reached for first base and uh, snapped his leg because he like oh. overextended himself. I saw that live. Jason Kendall's leg was hanging from like his knee, and I'm like, never again. So I, I avoid that stuff. But I did not see that. Sid just routine jumped off the top rope and like shattered his leg. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what it was a uh, double X handle. And yeah, he just <laughs> that was that. <laughs> and um. And he just, all of his weight came down. And I think he, what was it? It's like the lower, what is it? The lower bones, it's shin bone, whatever, like that lower part of his leg. I think he snapped both of those bones. So, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not a big fan of that stuff either. Like, um, I, I have like, I have my rules, like I'll watch it once and then I'll never watch it again. Uh, my brother and I can have a standing rule. You can't send a gif of any of that. Like you have to just do the, uh, you have to send the video and then it's a, you know, uh, dead spin used to be great about that stuff before dead spin closed. They would always post that stuff. So, um, that was RBD like busted his like right eye or something. He's got some blood. You can't see it right now, but you'll see it in a second. He's got like blood coming down his right eye. 
Yeah. And this too, like for those of you that may not be watching and just kind of listening still like normally we would provide updates on the match. There's not a ton happening. Like, you know, there's, there's some exchanges and things happening, but like you said, not like what you may stereotypical of ECW think and expect. Um, It's a lot more slow and kind of plotting than that right now. Oh, RVD catching his balance off the top rope. See, do you, do you understand like the difference between this and what I believe is way too choreographed in AEW right now? Yeah, no, I yeah, it, like I they're don't... doing move sets, but they're not. Oh, here you go. Here comes a dive. Love it. Uh, ECW finally wised up and had some mats instead of cement floor. I bet you that was uh, something that was mandated by the athletic commission. In New York, sure, that would be I'm my sure, guess. I'm sure it was different states had the different rules. Yeah, yeah. you just never you never know what you're getting into with some of it. So, um, it's not always ironic the athletic commission looks over this. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, and yeah, AEW just got fined by Maryland or whatever it was too. And so I don't know if you saw that article no, for I the didn't. Moxley for the Moxley Omega unsanctioned match. <laughs> It was like a ten thousand dollar fine or something like that, and if they continue, you know, for what they did, and it was like the blood, and that was like the the what was the the uh, barbed wire bed or whatever the hell it was, and so um, I don't know what they could do, but you know what, not invite them back to Maryland won't ever happen, but yeah. Um, so yeah, but I, I just I mean you can, again you can do some of these yeah. move sets and stuff without it just looking like gymnastics. And you and I, of course, you and I are, you know, couch or, you know, armchair uh, experts on some of this stuff. Yeah, what's the wrestling version of an armchair quarterback? I, you know, that's a really good question. Well, we can put that out to Twitter next, next week. Is it a Meltzer? I don't know. Um, the um, Top so, yeah. Bulldog. Yeah, I don't see that. Any, that's what that we'll have to add that to our list of moves we don't see anymore that need to come back would be a top rope bulldog. Yeah, you don't see many bulldogs. For for when I used to have my wrestling buddies, I'd do bulldogs off my coffee table on the guys. I loved it. I don't know where I saw that, but RVD sold it a little bit more too. Yeah, I think your point, like, and I don't know what the difference is, like, you know, what they're waiting around for moves or just kind of what's happening and what's going on. Like, yeah, like why you know, why it is scripted sometimes versus not. Uh so now you got the chair being introduced oh. at this point. Yep. And R- an RVD going from one ring post to the other, trying to go for a jump kick there. They're not sh- zooming in on him much too, but you can definitely see the blood on the side of his face. Oh yeah. <laughs> Some decent spots there. So that one yeah, for, you know, those, again, those at home, he had him straddling the top ropes and then kind of kicked him off. That. I, I think I associate good on his face too. Yeah, I, I associate that move like the, just those like kicks and the, the the jumping kicks and stuff so much with RVD. Like, have you just, ever heard about his pre-match uh, stretching routine? No. Oh, it's just crazy the stuff he does. Yeah, before a match, so to this day. I mean, because he's so flexible, he does this massive thing. So that's how he's able to do all these kicks during the match. Well, and he, I mean, he just uh, anymore. I don't know if he's smoking before matches or what, but he's still there. Here, here's something. You don't see many guys that have the same ring gear their entire career. I mean, RVD kind of had that staple of that little, yeah, I don't know, I, for lack of a better term, like the one singlet. Yeah, that's what it is. I said onesie. Yep, it's the singlet. Or it's the like the true, like I say, Greco. Dude, they're, they're checking on him. He must have smashed his face right on that. Uh, I mean, RVD's legit checking on him right now. And so this is one. 
uh, as I was kind of reading that they Ooh, do. Is that blood on the ground? Um, it sure looks like. Oh, it. yeah. Um, Dude, I think he cracked it. I mean, I, that, he must have cracked his face on that. Wow. And so this one, too, something we'll get to it in some of the write-ups, but that, uh, yeah, he was definitely hurt there. So um, where they were saying he was kind of out. So, yeah, this, this is one of those where, too, the during the um, – and I know you and I have been uh, closely watching the Undertaker uh, last ride stuff, which, again, when, when WWE puts its mind to it, that stuff is very, very good. And that that I recommend that for anybody. It's a very, very good program. Um, but that's one where he was just absolutely that first episode where he was like literally the what was it the Brock match he was yeah just, the Brock match he was knocked out cold he wasn't there the whole time like and he even said he, like it was like the middle of the day was the last thing he remembered but then anything before that just or you know during the match or anything like which I can't imagine like literally so like Jerry Lynn in the crowd RBD sprinting across huge dive yeah that was cool clothesline on I mean those chairs are not comfortable it, it, these are Stop the flying too. Yeah, these are like the, the, the plastic, yeah, yeah, like, I say like ballroom chair. It's not even that. Oh, I think yeah. those would hurt worse than a folding chair. Because like you said, there's just no give. Security doing their job, of course. Still doing their job today. We saw them at uh, StarCast as well, too. It's the same guy. It's the same guy. The one it's that's right the there. Guy. He's still there. He still yep. looks the same, too. He's 20 years older. I guess he looks a little bit older, but. I forget his name. I know I've heard it before. Like, what's Atlas Security been doing for the past 20 years? Like, you don't see them anywhere else. Not like, oh, I was at a ball game and I saw Atlas Security there. Hey, yeah, I, hey there's thing. Uh, I'll see what I can find out here. Yeah, I, I'd be curious about that. Find out what you can. Um, so, you know, they start this show off with this Chris Candido Taz match and. Candido went on a radio, like a, I think it was like an internet radio thing. And before this show was like, yeah, they're going to put me in the first match and I'm going to do a squash to, uh, to Candy or to uh, Taz. So he said that before the show, which I, I found to be pretty interesting. Uh, Ronnie Lang, Ronnie Lang. There you go. Uh, the, the head of Atlas security. Um, and we'll see what I can, well, we're kind of sitting here, uh, Ooh. Doing, Ooh, great kick there. Great from spin kick. Yeah. I mean, Jerry Lynn just looks like Al cold. Here you go. Rolling thunder. Missed it. All right. All right. Jerry Lynn's back in it. So the talk, uh, after this show was how Paul Heyman, completely gave in to the mission statement of ECW by allowing Sid to squash some up and coming heels and uh, ECW was, you know, going away from what they, what got him to the dance, if you will. But that being said, I just think he was desperate for a surprise and for something felt like things were falling away. It's like, let me get this big bastard in here for, you know, a surprise appearance to do something. 
Well, and this was during that period too, where we didn't know it, but where WWE was bankrolling a lot of this too. And so, um, you know, and so, and kind of the, and the, the write-ups and reviews will kind of speak to this, like the, the demise, if you will, of, you know, it, we were getting into the demise of ECW at this point. So, um, or in it, depending on how you look at it and kind of what's happening and things like that. And so trailing real fast here, oh, oh. huge. Yep. Powerbomb from the top rope. Sunset like, powerbomb, two count. Yep. It's and this is one like I I say from time to time. It's sometimes a match just takes a little while to get cooking. These guys are cooking now. Finally, oh, that's a fast snap clothesline. Um, impressive. Um, yeah, you know some so some guys. You know, like I said, it was very plotting and kind of slow at the beginning here. But now that they're kind of moving and rolling, like they're doing a good job. And so this is this is more fun to say. We're going under the ring now. So get the tables. Here we go. What else did you have? Anything else? I know you said you had a couple other things or. Yeah. Uh, so go, no, what, I what mean, you got? just, you know, at the time they were, you know, there was a lot of speculation about is, you know, uh, Heyman going to take some outside investment or why isn't he taking that some outside investment? I mean, I know Vince was bankrolling him a little bit, but obviously not enough. And again, it just goes to my point that I said earlier, which is of oh, Lynn being thrown to the crowd is um, a pretty old lady there. Yeah, be careful. Um, but no, I, I just, I mean, it was, if someone would have had some more business acumen that was involved in this, they didn't have to be on camera. They didn't have to be a wrestling person, but just someone that understood how to run a business, man, it would have really helped out. Is this going to be a, oh. And throwing the chair wow. back and forth, catching the chair, and then the uh, huge kick, flying kick from RVD to Jerry Lynn. Atlas security <laughs> doing his job again. Those guys in the crowd, ECW champ. It's hard to imagine more stuff would happen, you know, without being in the crowd like that. I mean, well, all the wrestlers, yeah. I mean, during this time, RVD playing it up a little bit with the crowd too. That was nice. Well, I'll tell you, I mean, there was speculation that this was going to be their last pay per view. That's how much trouble they were in financially at this point. Uh, you know, the headline was ECW's hardcore having pay-per-view could be their last creative rut plagues the company almost as much as financial woes. ECW hopes for deal with TNN or acclaim. So it was bad at that point. It's just crazy how something can be so popular yet they're having so many financial problems. Like, you know, it's one thing to be like, oh, well, uh, you know, this business went out because nobody went in and ate there anymore or whatever. But I mean, this place is sold out. People are going nuts, but, you know, they just couldn't get their shit together from a business standpoint. So Jerry Lynn's going for, looks like a tornado DDT. Oh, it just dumps him to the outside. Yeah. And this is one they have. Oh, did, he, did he land on chairs? He's like right in between two chairs out there. I if he landed it. on shit, well, no, you you couldn't see it on the screen. I just there's just two chairs down by him. I don't know if he landed on those. <laughs> just we, we, we need some we need some Kevin Dunn production right now. It where's the quick cuts? Yeah, so there was one, two, three, four, five pay per views after this one. Um, 
that uh, and actually capping off with the guiltiest charge where these two went at it again, which we'll talk about in the aftermath. And so, yeah, I mean, they were just um, desperate, man. They knew they could go to these guys on short notice and they deliver a great match, you know? And, and there was some, some behind the scenes stuff. There's, you talked about the padding. The padding's not really there anymore. It's been moved. And so these guys uh, not really doing it. Interesting too. So starting with uh, a lot of these as well, um, Oh, and I misspoke. There was actually, I was looking at the, the Hardcore Heaven 2000. So it was actually about, uh, maybe about close to 10 pay-per-views after this one, but not a whole lot happening. So, yeah. Um, on the apron, spinning kick, lands on the rail. Guillotine leg drop, awesome stuff. Well, Jeff, we were talking about this before we started recording, but keep in mind, in May of 1999, you had this ECW show, you had a WWF pay-per-view and you had a WCW pay-per-view. So three of the four weekends, you had a $30-ish wrestling pay-per-view. I was just trying to remember, were pay-per-views 30 or 50? No, no, no. At, th- at this point, they weren't more than 30. This pay-per-view might have been 25. They weren't more than 30 then. They didn't get up past 30 until like HD and all that stuff. Yeah, because now... Except but... maybe a WrestleMania. But the other ones, yeah, I mean, they just... Feel like you're dropping sixty bucks, you know, and that's what you and I have talked about this a lot. Like that's kind of the the barrier for us with AEW, and I, in a lot of ways, we're spoiled with the network and our ten dollars a month, nine ninety nine, excuse me. Um, and so, you know, it, it, we, it was a quick drop kick with the chair in the way that was impressive. And I know um, we, we we consume products differently, but it just it just feels so archaic. I mean, even UFC is moving on to like ESPN more now. I just, I just can't imagine spending 40, 50, 60 bucks for a wrestling show. Well, and I think that's why I have some friends that have canceled their subscriptions, which I get it. Like it's, it's, it's one of those things, but then I don't want to have to like, you know, even if I just watch it in the background, I still enjoy watching it. I look, I look at it for 120. He's going for the tornado. Nope. Missed it. I keep teasing that somebody's going through that table. I bet you somebody does eventually. But no, I, I just, I look at it, look, for $120 a year, am I going to get value? Hell yeah, I am. Yeah. And I watch, I watch every pay-per-view, even if I'm not looking forward to it. I'm just, you know, I'm old school. Like to me, a wrestling pay-per-view, you got to watch it, right? Even if you don't watch any of the Raw and Smackdowns leading up to it. So I'm kind of old school there where I, I refuse not to, even though I will fast forward through some of them sometimes, like especially in the fall when football's on, it's kind of a blow off pay-per-view, but yeah, I, still, uh, I, still I think I know your answer to this, but what, what are your thoughts on the rumor that was floating around about how, because we both, it, uh, Money in the Bank was very short, and the, the rumor floating around that that's what Vince wants more of is some of these shorter pay-per-views. What are your thoughts on that? You know, it's so funny. Um, there's actually another match that we're going to talk about soon. You know which one I'm talking about, but it was part of an in-your-house pay-per-view. And so, oh, oh, oh. oh. Sunset flip through the table. Table just shatters. Both guys out. EC Bubble Jam. So what I was saying is those those um the in your house pay per views they were two hours. So the one we're going to cover there were like five matches, but all five were good, and then the main event was great. Yeah, so what's, what's wrong with that? 
Well, and I think the what money in the banks like without pre-show started at seven, and then it was done. It was like done by nine forty-five, of you know my time. Um, what's wrong with that? And what's wrong with like not everybody being on every pay-per-view? Wow. Well, and I, again, slow motion. Oh, it just gave it to him. Yeah, um, yeah I think that's one of those things where uh, again, if you're booking it well. Like it works like, and I actually see, and I, I don't think that, uh, I don't think that show was booked well. Like I thought, no, I, I mean, thought, the pay-per-view suck, but you know what? At least when it was done, I was like, Oh, this is it. Oh, good. I can go yeah. to bed now. Like I'm yeah. happy for, I'm paying 120 bucks a year. I, I don't need six hours of wrestling. I don't need well, a six hour football game either. You know, like I, I have no attention span. Well, and we know like, Oh, Oh, there we go. German suplex, almost three count. Hey, well, Man, some of the, had you put together the two WrestleMania nights, we would have been at eight hours or however long it was. That's got to be permanent, right? I would hope. The only um, problem is you're going to fill a football stadium two nights in a row. Uh, if anybody can. Of course, if everybody has to be six feet away, maybe you can. <laughs> Which it was eight hours and 15 minutes was what it was over the two nights. And so. <laughs> Oh, that was a stiff kick with Jerry Lynn up on the top rope and RVD just jump kicking him. Um, grabbing the chair again. Here we go. Um, that chair has taken a beating. A couple different uh, chair spots uh, in this match. What's he doing? They're both on the very top rope. RVD's got him for like a soup of cheese. Wow. Oh, that was not what uh, was supposed to happen. Like you fucked up, Chan. Yep. So trying to do something and then just, yeah, flipping him. Yeah, that I had never really seen that where both guys are on the top turnbuckle. Like you think you're going to get like a superplex, and then they rotate who's standing where. I was like, I've never really seen that before. What's well, going to happen? That, oh, and then they fucked up. <laughs> well, and that that was the uh, the new Jack. Um, I remember oh. his his dark side of the ring where he's talking about <laughs> such a fast count. Um, talking about like if we're if we're going to do a move, we're like you say you're going to do it, we're going to do it. We don't back out in the moment, and that was like one of the stories that they were kind of talking about um, when they were doing that. And that's when you kind of wonder like what were they, you know, what, what was the conversation between them right there that got them to that because that was just kind of a mess, whatever it was. And it's not the first botch. It's just been, oh, yeah. Speaking of which, yeah, another botch. Just very sloppy. Yeah, I kind of had to roll back into it. Okay, well, would, you, would you rather some botch spots or would you rather a gymnastics meet? Yeah, and that's, <laughs> and that's just part of this. Yeah, uh, there we go. Another quick roll up. Oh, almost out of <laughs> These guys are leaving it all out. Yeah, the pace has definitely picked up quite a bit here um, in the last few minutes on this one. But they're both selling. They're both like, you know, I, I like it. It's good. Everyone's on their feet. Especially after the slow start. I'm glad it picked up a little bit. Yeah, well, don't forget. I mean, those Taker-Shawn uh, Michaels matches at WrestleMania, they had slow starts too. So uh, right, it happens. Yeah. I mean, you know. Uh, yeah, not to, s- not to say it's a bad thing, yeah. Split-legged moonsault. Bet this isn't the finish. No. Not two count. 
say a lot. It's not even near falls. It's just a lot of a lot of pins, but uh, yeah. not getting a fall on this one. So there was talk of Van Dam going to WWF at this time. Um, interestingly enough, they still had a bad taste in their mouth because he had been in there a little bit when they did that ECW invasion, and I guess he was just a real asshole. <laughs> so Vince um, wasn't too hot about bringing him in. He's come and gone over the years. Like he's, you know, I, I don't think it's necessarily a burnt bridge, but I also don't think it's a fully formed bridge. Um, I huge frog splash there. Um, yeah. You know, he'll, he'll come and go and he does all right. And then he'll disappear for a while and he'll go back to the Indies or do whatever he is. Oh. Package. Is he in TNA right now? Is he wrestling it off of them? Uh, yeah, oh yeah, he's very active right now, as well as his one of his girlfriend's wives. I don't know what she is. Um, I've yeah. seen her. I've seen Sorry. her before. She's seen an impact. Yeah, he's still. He's still. Yeah, he had the, some of the crazy uh, vignettes of them in bed and things like that that didn't go over well necessarily. But you think back to just some of the crazier wrestling shit over the so years. Going like, for another. Yeah. Splash. There it is, finally. After a second huge splash. Yep. He's still great match. So he's still in TNA, still doing some stuff. Impact, I, I, yeah. For Impact. Here's my last question for you. Like, do you know anyone that watches Impact? Uh, I will catch clips of it and I kind of follow the storyline, uh, through the wrestling, the wrestlers, Twitters. And, um, if there's like a big match, uh, yeah, I, short answer is yes. I'll follow, but I, I don't watch it really like I do every other thing. Yeah. I just don't ever see it or come across it at all. And I'm sure they do some great stuff. It's just, it's, um, yeah, they're hanging on, I guess. So, all right, yeah. let's, uh, let's go ahead and transition into the aftermath. Oh, it's time for the aftermath. All right. So initial thoughts, what'd you think? Not bad. Like I said, it took a little bit, it took a little while. I think if you were expecting a, you know, like you said, the top, like a true ECW, like stereotypical match, that's not what you got. So, but I, overall it was good. Very athletic, very good. Once it got going, it didn't stop. Some good high spots, some good, ECW type stuff. It was, uh, it was solid. I liked it. Absolutely. Yeah. Just good stuff on this one. So, you know, kind of talking through the aftermath, kind of what happened, all that stuff. So um, you actually had uh, Jerry Lynn going on to beat just incredible for the ECW world heavyweight champion, uh, really uh, a little over a year after this. Um, he uh, held the title for uh, about a month or, 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 you know, stuff like that, but then um, kind of lost it. And then what happened was the two of these guys actually, uh, Rob Van Dam kind of circling back, you know, uh, you know, happening a second or, you know, wrestling doesn't forget all that good stuff that uh, these guys had a second match. It was at guilty as charge 2001, the last pay-per-view uh, they were the main event and they actually uh, Jerry Lynn lost to Rob Van Dam on this one. And so um, he actually spent some time after, like you said, ECW went bankrupt. He was hired by WWF um, and spent a little bit of time there. Um, he actually had his kind of interesting and I didn't realize that, 
this, but he actually won the light heavyweight championship against Crash Holly in his debut match. Um, and that match, as crazy as it was, took place on Sunday Night Heat. And so he won his debut match on Sunday Night Heat, which is just crazy to me. And so um, he would actually lose it back to Crash Holly. He had some uh, interesting uh, kind of feuds and things like that with people like, no, I see nobody of like great name. I mean, you did have uh, like Christopher Daniels, who's a big name, Dean Malenko, but like S.A. Rios and Grandmaster Sexy. So just kind of, you know, had some interesting um, matches and things like that. He spent a lot of time on Sunday Night Heat actually um, taking on Rob Van Dam once again for the Hardcore Championship. Um, but it eventually was released after all of that. And so, um, you know, just kind of interesting story with all of this. Um, Rob Van Dam actually kind of went away because he's the, the, at least the story was he wasn't getting paid, but he did come back for that final pay-per-view. And so um, kind of had that going for him too. So just kind of weird how it all played out. Nothing, I, I say it's probably one of the lesser kind of, at least for, for me, like lesser kind of aftermath because it just, there wasn't a, t- I say nothing of like great importance. So there wasn't some like huge storyline, at least from my perspective that came out of this. Um, but it was good though. I think it was a good, I, I, I it's hard for me to even say kind of cap off because um, you know, they did a good job with just having matches and continue to have match and continue to put out a good product in the ring. It, was, it speaks for itself. Well, they had to just keep going back to this. I mean, they, you know, it was one of the few dependable things they had. They knew that on short notice, they could put this match at the beginning, the middle, or the end of a show, give them 20, 25 minutes, and it would be fantastic. And so at a time when guys are leaving, um, you know, guys are holding out for more money, all this shit's going on. You know, you knew you could count on those two guys to deliver, and and that's what they had to do, which which is pretty cool. So, um, you know, it's it's a real point of pride for both of them, and a real highlight of both of their careers. Yeah. So let's go payoff score. What do you have? Well, let's we'll get the reviews. Um, oh yeah, that's right. We'll, we'll get, we'll no, go get go through the reviews first, then we'll give ours. So we'll get get in, into the reviews and like we've been adding PWI as everybody knows now uh, to our shows just to kind of where they rank and things like that. RVD actually for 1999 was number two, um, really? which I, yeah, he was very high on this one. Jerry Lynn was 49, a little further down the list, but Jerry Lynn was voted the most improved wrestler of 1999. So, um, I thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah. And so the, the pro wrestling torch, they had kind of a, an average roundup score on this one. Um, it, it, it's kind of all over the board because they said it was like 5.6 with that was the average for the show. Uh, yes. And so, but kind of, they gave this match, uh, from pro wrestling torch, they gave it four and a quarter stars. Um, and, and not, not not like a great write up or you know nothing kind of jumped out into other than like not a minute too long which is saying a lot for a match over 25 minutes really good is what they said on that one um and then the wrestling observer newsletter on this one um kind of interesting the the write up on this one I did actually enjoy like kind of some of what they did say on this one. And so, um, okay, so Rob Van Dam pinned Jerry Lynn in 2657 to retain the ECW TV title. People were really into this match from the start. 
which gave these guys the luxury of doing a slow build that most in ECW don't have. It was a great match, although there were t- they although they were out there too long again as the crowd was dying toward the end, but not as bad as their previous match. There were more missed spots than you'll ever see in a four-star match, most of which went <laughs> noticed. True. Most of which went noticed by the crowd, but they'll but they always recovered quickly from them and did more tremendous moves than you'll see in three great matches, four and a quarter stars again. And so that's the um, so point. That is true. And speaking to what you said of like whether or not he was out here, the write up said uh it said, uh, wound or you know, the match, well, which wound up with both wrestlers being injured and possibly suffering concussions. RVD was out momentarily late in the match. Lynn's injury, more obvious because he went limp for a few seconds, came on a spectacular and mistaken head first bump off the top rope to the floor. Uh, was the show saver and should have been on last because the matches that followed looked weak in comparison. Lynn was hospitalized after the match due to the possible concussion and he also suffered a broken nose among other injuries that are expected to keep him keep him out of action for a few weeks minimum so yes he was definitely knocked out <laughs> i thought so man yeah they both it looked, were- it's one of those two especially now like we have the, the hindsight and we know what it looks like we like we're able to spot it a little bit easier and it just it looks bad yeah so so scores you want to go first you want me to go first Oh, why don't you go first? I'm going to go first. Uh, I thought it was good overall, um, but I wasn't like, I don't know. I, I just couldn't totally get into it. So I'm actually going to like kind of, I'm going to go lower than what some of these scores are. I'm going to kind of fall on the average and just give it a six. Um, it's probably pretty low, but, you know, comparatively, but I just think, it had some decent spots in here, but I, it just, I, I don't know. I, it just wasn't, it just wasn't cooking for me. Well, and I think they did do some, some cool spots and stuff like that, which was nice. I just think overall, like it was good, you know, but just a six from me, nothing special. Ugh, you were tough you, on this one. You can disagree with me. Yeah, that's fine. No, oh God, now you, you got, you got me, you know, questioning myself. So, I had this at a seven. Uh, I don't right, know. Go with your gut. No, right. I'm, I'm going to put it at a seven. I, you know, again, I'm, I'm a little biased on ECW. I really like this feud. I know that they had to go to it a number of times. Um, some of those fuck-ups, uh, you know, weren't great. But I also, you know, I don't care. It's not like it looked fake necessarily. It looked like a guy slipped. So, anyways... That's, yeah. that's it for me. I got it at a seven, you know, um, I didn't think it went on too long. I, I didn't really understand that. I thought that the fans were into it. It was a good, you know, 15, 20 minute match. So I, I had no issue with that at all. I think it probably could have cut a couple minutes off of it, but I am also wondering if it was the, the slow start and then the injuries kind of compounded that too. So you had a couple minutes because of that. It does make sense. So, um, you know, it could have, you know, maybe plan for a shorter one, but, or, but that's just not how it played out when they were in the ring. So who knows, but yeah. All right. Any final thoughts? No, man. Uh, enjoyed it. Great match. And, uh, I think it was a decent pay-per-view, man. I, I, again, I think, you know, if you're going to, if you have a couple hours to kill, go find some of these ECW shows and just watch them all the way through because 
there's just a variety of everything. You know, it's not that WWF style uh, where most of the matches kind of look the same. Got a little bit of everything, some shorter stuff, some longer stuff, some guys from different parts of the world, some stuff that's more extreme, some stuff that's more wrestling based. So I always felt like you just get a better variety from these ECW shows and, you know, watching a two hour and 45 minute pay-per-view in this day and age, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, feel, it feels like a breeze, right? Well, and this did kind of open my eyes that there, and it's one of the, we'll just have to kind of keep digging into. And that's our plan. That's why we're here of just like, there's a lot of, I say non ECW style matches that did happen. And so, um, probably more than even you and I realized doing, you know, but doing what we do, that's all right. We can bring those kind of matches to the, to the people and uh, our fans and all that type of stuff, but that's why we're here. So, um, good stuff though. So for everybody out there, uh, of course we kind of share the social media for the participants here. Uh, Rob Van Dam is we've said before he's just at the real rvd so make sure to kind of check that one out and then jerry lynn it's just it's jerry lynn easy enough and so um so at it's jerry lynn so make sure to check him out there as well too and so um and as you know, hopefully you're already doing subscribe to the payoff wherever you're uh you know listening whatever platform you might be using things like that you know leave those positive reviews spread the word about the show we love that and of course at payoff pod you can find us out there too so uh tom you got an extreme uh, wrap up for us here what do you got buddy oh my god another great edition of the payoff.